You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Alrighty, Paul. Guys, welcome to Studio Blank, the anime manga podcast where you can find all your news, reviews, and views on all things weeb. Every single week, I'm your host, Paul, with my two co-hosts, Nate and Tim, as always. This week is episode 10. 10. 10. Whew. We've been doing this we for 10 it. weeks. Double digits. I'm, I'm impressed with us. I'm actually Do we, we get digits. like a cake or something? <laughs> I'm mostly impressed because I was on vacation for the weekend and like I didn't get back till last night and we're still doing an episode. So we didn't like skip yeah. a day. Like I'm proud of us. Look at yeah, us. I, look, look at I us. Was look at us. Okay with not putting out an episode this week <laughs> and like putting out an apology tweet. Nah, no, we got to do it. This week was too good. This week was too no, good. This week was this week was pretty good. Plus, I really like we kind of broached it almost last week a little bit, but I really wanted to talk comedy in anime, specifically in regards True. to overpowered characters, because good God, it's perfect. So, guys, yeah. let's let's just do a couple quick news things first real quick. Because there is a little wee bit of news. A, um, a weeb bit? A weeb bit of news. Um, first of all, we're going to start uh, the endless wait for the 12th Haruhi. Ha- say that, Tim. I'm just, I'm, I'm too tired. Haruhi. Haruhi. Suzumiya. Suzumiya. I got the Suzumiya right. Uh, the 12th novel is going to be released November 25th after a nine year break. That's exciting and for we you bitch guys. About Hunter Hunter. I mean, right? See, now here's the thing. I haven't <laughs> read. I haven't read these light novels. I haven't watched this show, but I saw this piece of news, and I'm very aware of the content that it's from. We all. The fact that they waited nine years for a new light novel. You know, sometimes manga, writer's like, block is a hell of a drug. Oh no, I. I believe it. So I definitely do. I'm interested. If it gets some traction, I'll probably go read it. But that's you know, you have I mean, eleven other novels to read. Exactly. That's the problem. I'm like, do I really want to do that right now? People have been waiting nine years for this, and you're just sitting there. I'm just like, not Man. gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't want to break the enjoyment by like suddenly reading it and being like, oh look, I'm on the hype train now, guys. You know. Fair oh enough. look at me! I'm Paul. I made it to the hype train. Exactly. Other things, guys. Uh, we have Rezero's smartphone game. Is yes, it? ReZero Lost in Memories, which I had like looked at a couple times because yeah. I'm a gotcha game connoisseur, but I'm not a whale. We'll make that very clear. Um, <laughs> but I, I was when I saw this, I was genuinely interested with how it was going. So it follows the story that we experience in the anime, but when you get to certain what if situations you can choose to go a different route from Subaru, and it will take you a different route. Interesting. Um, and it has... Um, oh. And so the original light novel author, Tepei uh, Nagatsuki, is supervising the project, so I'm assuming that all of those what-if scenarios were things that he decided not to write, That's or not really to put in the novel. That's really so interesting. This will be, be kind of cool. Um, I, I've... There are moments where, like, you watch something and you're like, what if? And this is game will be that. And I'm hoping, yeah. because I, I was not super interested because I didn't actually know that the original writer was involved. But now that I know that, I may actually look into it because that's just, like, mm-hmm. it's very much like an Elseworld, which I always really yeah. enjoy. So there's that. We have uh, a couple new things. We have uh, Funimation, Crunchyroll, and H Dive. High Dive. High Dive. High dive. I, I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't watch high dive. Like, I don't know what you mean. Like, I don't know what to tell you. 
Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're finally streaming. streaming. New... Orosuki, are you the only one who loves me? OVA, uh, finally, which is real nice. All I, I just I have this it's, love it's not relationship. That it's finally, I mean, like it's finally. It's just, it's just here now. In, it's finally it's here. the last three episodes of a show that I think was the best comedy of its season. Like it was actually so fucking good. <laughs> it was. Uh, which is why when I saw that, I was like, we have to put that in the news this yeah. week because this was a show I wanted to talk about this week um, because it's so funny. It is so fucking funny. I, it's something I'm going to be watching here shortly, but I don't know. It, uh, it looks like a bit of a harem. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, you know what? We'll talk about it later. We'll I mean, talk I about mean it later. We, all know, we all know Tim's etchy garbage anyway. It's fine. It's. It is not etchy. That's the best part. Okay. Aren't we all etchy garbage? Yeah, kind of. Maybe. Anyway. Paul's in denial. The sooner you accept that you're isekai trash or etchy garbage. Oh, the, I fully acknowledge it... I am isekai trash. 100%. Always. Every no, day. That, that was, that's for the listeners. The sooner you accept that you're isekai trash or you're etchy garbage or uh, you're a shonen slut, the sooner people will stop ragging on you for that's it. That's true. Um, and it's okay to be those things. Everybody is those things at heart. <laughs> you just Thick might thighs not. Thighs aren't out here. They're in here. <laughs> They're in your heart, guys. Anyway, anyway, anyway. We also finally have uh, Phantom Seer. The manga is in English now on Viz uh, and Manga Plus. So go ahead and check that out if you're interested. Um, you know, I'm always down for new manga. I'm always down for well, new manga. Well, okay, so it was. Published in Jump Giga as a one-shot. Yeah. And then in 2017, and then published in uh, WSJ in September of 2018. And then there was a three-volume, like, Tokyo Shinobi Squad manga um, put out by the same uh, okay. two uh, mangaka back in 2019, which I read it, and it was very, very good. Um, so we're just finally getting all the English translations. Well, no, this is a different manga. Oh, this is a brand new manga, Ooh. Phantom Seer, and I read it. It's go. I'm hoping this one lasts longer than like 20 chapters because it's r like the first. Okay. It okay. was it was a ride actually. Um, it 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 will be it will become part of the. I'm going to go watch that list. Yeah, there we go. It's a it'll be a good read. And then uh, finally, this is a little, little not like anime anime. But like we do have the Black Clover star. Uh, who's who's who do they voice? Is it Asta? It's That's Asta. the voice of Asta. Yeah, the voice mm -hmm. of Asta is uh, making his debut as a singer uh, with with an ending theme. And is it for yeah. Black Clover? Yes, it's the yeah, Black Clover. It's yeah. the new Black Clover ending theme starting in episode one forty one. That's this episode, isn't it? That's this week. That's today. That's this week's episode. Okay, I didn't yeah. know it was him. It was real good. Okay, I, yeah, I finally it's... watched filler Black Clover. And it was actually yeah. really good. It wasn't bad. It's a, it's a good episode. So, um, that's about it for news, though. This week was 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 slow, but pretty it, light. But but those are a bunch of really cool things. So if you guys want to check out, you know, Phantom Seer, Otsuki, are you uh, the only one who loves me? And uh, yeah, or some ReZero stuff. Streaming actually as a as a leak. It starts streaming today, which is Tuesday. The episode comes out tomorrow, which is Wednesday, which will be today for you. So it started streaming yesterday for you guys. Maths. <laughs> Maths. 
you can technically watch it is what they're telling me. But hey, while this weekend wasn't full of news, this or this week wasn't full of news, this weekend is Crunchyroll Expo, so that'll probably have a lot of cool stuff coming yes, out of it. Yes, dude. We're not, not going to be able to summarize. VCRX, you fucked up. If you still have not signed up for VCRX, get your ass over there, sign up. Oops. I'll do that this week. Thank you should you. do that after this episode, you anyway, fucking idiot. Guys, we're going to we're going to we're, we're going to transition here into comedy in anime. Mostly representations of good comedy in anime. Cuz the bad ones we all know are bad. Like the bad ones are real bad. The bad ones are like Isekai Cheat Magician where you try and throw all the tropes in at the same time and make it funny and it doesn't work. Or yes. you try and use Tamaki as the comedic relief in the middle of a fight scene. A very important fight scene, in fact. Um, yeah, that too. Moments like that. Like, stuff that breaks you out of the immersion of the show. Um, stuff that just doesn't feel good yep. or isn't enjoyable to watch. I think it's really important to realize, too, that, like, comedy can take like a bunch of really good forms like you can have surprise comedy you can have you know it's coming but like it's still funny comedy because like mm -hmm. you know there's definitely moments where like you have a character whose entire trope is a thing and you know the joke is about to get made and you know exactly what it's going to be about and you still find it funny like every time you know yeah like that comes down more to comedic timing than it does anything else yep um because if it's well-placed, the joke could be so off-color or off-brand that you'll, it'll probably still get you. I just, um, it just reminds me of like the fact that Mineta is now the running joke in any My Hero thing. Because all you yeah. have to ever do is like, like, like you just, you know, you have these moments where like Meta is like lazy or doesn't want to do something. And then the entire class is like, hmm... I know how to get Mineta to do this thing. <laughs> Let me exactly. tell him about this super cute girl that exists. And the funny part, of course, is Mineta's reaction to that, which is like going from the super lazy to all of a sudden hyper motivated. And then the girl has a boyfriend and it's fucking hilarious. So, you know, like you have all these great little moments, you know, that, that, that mm. are those kinds of moments. And I think, like you're saying, comedic timing is one thing, but it's also like a trope joke as well. You know, like yeah, there's yeah. The trope, trope jokes, jokes are, are, good. are really good. And they can, again, like take different forms. I think we have like Mineta is like one of those really big ones. But I do think we can talk about like overpowered characters in their trope jokes because part of their entire existence mm -hmm. is to be the trope joke. You know, like there's nothing wrong with having a comedic relief character where their only job is to be comedic relief. As long as, again, it's well-timed or it's diverse. Yes. Um. Well, so... One Punch Man. Yeah. Saitama is great. And he is the main character. But he is also the sole comedic relief character. Yeah, yeah because everyone else in that like, show is so goddamn serious all the time. Ex exactly. And he's over here being a wiggly wobbly worm. And, just, and they do such I a good job. I don't want to miss my sale! They do such a good job of not overplaying him as a character. Like, he's yeah. still present. It's still his story. But they don't. I feel like One Punch is such a good example of comedy because they have one joke and they manage to keep making it funny. Yeah. And there's a yeah. story that goes along in the background and there's other tiny stuff that happens, but... Well, I mean, like, there, there's other moments, too. Kill it. 
Well, like oh yeah, or like course. like for example, King as a character is a great joke. Yeah, like it, it just like he, he just accidentally the strongest. Accidentally, for no reason. And every and because he looks badass, and everyone thinks that he's the strongest because he lived in the local area that Saitama lived in. And so, like you know, it just you have this great little trope where like they're best friends, and like but King couldn't hurt a fly if he tried. Yeah, like like that moment where. He, the moment when they're like sharing video games and then like the big the what was it isn't that season two where where uh yeah it's ice, season, ice queen, queen shows up in season two yeah, yeah no something about like the specific point which is like ice queen like the the b the, the number one b rank hero who's the girl who's the younger sister of um the gravity chick show up shows I, up at saitama's house with kings there and she's all flustered because apparently Saitama's friends with King and the only joke in that entire scene is the fact that King is apparently absolutely ridiculous for no apparent reason and he's just intimidating. While like the other three or four characters in that entire scene are exhibiting batshit levels of power. Like because Genos is off fighting like, you know, our, our friendly neighborhood ninja. He's unfolding him, his body into a cyborg and shooting people, yes. <laughs> like, then you have our friendly number one B-tier hero who's like, hold on, let me create a giant storm to scare the shit out of Saitama because he won't listen to me. And Saitama's being his characteristic, I really don't care, like, why would you blow up the city just to scare me? And then, like, you know, all this is happening, everybody stops, like, immediately because they see King in the background. Like, everything mm -hmm. stops. They're like, huh? And King's like, Hi, I'm playing video games. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's like, the only funny part. Like, everything else is so goddamn serious. Like, everybody's like, oh, no, I gotta beat this person up. Oh, no, like, I have to stop him from trying to kill Saitama. Oh, no, I have to beat Saitama because he's beat me so many. Like, and you have all these moments, and the king's like, I'm playing video games. <laughs> I just yeah. want to play my games, I just want to play my video games. And it's just the funniest thing in the world. And then, of course, it mm -hmm. translates into serious moments where, like, you know, the B tier. I don't even remember her name is the problem. She's all like, wow, like, I guess it's really okay to be chill once in a while. Like, and you're just like, what do you yeah, mean? It's okay oh, to yeah, take a she's fucking the ice chill chick. pill. Yeah, she's like the, the ice tornado chick. And she's all like preppy because like, she's like, I'm the number one B tier hero. Like, how, how dare you become a B tier hero without knowing who I am? Ra rah, rah. You know? Yeah, I never liked her. Of course you don't. She's not signed to be liked. <laughs> yeah so like you have all these moments yeah, not like a that fan. and uh, and let's flip that to something current this season right like we have misfit at demon king academy yeah mm -hmm. that's kind the of the jokes stick the jokes i i i don't like i feel like i can say like all the jokes without spoiling it now because like we're a couple episodes past you know like did you really think killing me would be enough to make me die <laughs> did you really think that stopping time <laughs> would be enough to freeze me like yeah like that's that's Saitama level of I don't give a fuck. Oh, like it is. But did you really think it, that it's putting me in the, the barrier of my own shit that I was like unbreakable and unridiculous would be enough to stop me forever? Oh wait, that was only ten percent of my power. You gave me a rude awakening. Thanks, bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. All you did was allow me to access all of my power. <laughs> like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for making me more broken than I previously was. I don't know. Like, I feel like, and I, I don't remember what video you sent me the other day. We were watching this, and it's like you've already reached levels of broken. The dude's literally spinning a castle on his finger like a base, like a basketball. He's just like mm -hmm. yeah, I'm spinning this thing. What's up? I like. Toss. I like when he killed that 
when he killed that teacher and then genetically modified her and brought her back as a mixed blood person. Oh yeah. That was great. What an what an awful way to murder somebody. Well, yeah, yeah just well, she's not dead though. The exact thing that they hate. She no, she, she was I mean, but she was actually garbage. She was actually a garbage. Oh, she's can. trash. Oh, hundred oh, percent garbage. But human. she's alive. <laughs> it's not murder. She's alive. It, it, well, here's I mean, the moral wait, wait, question. Wait, wait, wait. Here's the philosophical question: Is it really her because her well, genetic no. makeup? Anos asks that question. He literally goes, "Huh, here's an interesting philosophical question about reviving somebody from the dead is not exactly who they were. Are they the same person? Like, he raises that question in, like, the first episode after killing What's-His-Face, like, 15 times. He's like, oh, yeah, that's when a he really great question. Yeah, he's like, that's a really great question. Nobody's really answered it ever. But I figure that since he's the one doing it, he's asking that rhetorically because he knows because he can do that and genetically change somebody else and bring them back as the same person. So I feel like he knows the answer to that. So I think, you know, we can we can logically go uh, safely assume we can safely assume that she's her. Yeah, I, I think Saitama and Anos are very good examples of how to properly like have an OP character in a series, because especially with Saitama, it's like Saitama doesn't train or do anything like in the shonen style where it's like, I've got to go train to get stronger. He doesn't have to. So you get to watch the world build around him and you get to experience those character developments, which again leads to better comedy because it's, they're all, you're watching them as characters. They're not, oh God, Gigguk describes it really well when he's talking about Konosuba and how the comedy in Konosuba works. Like it works in Konosuba because Konosuba is designed like a sitcom. Exactly. It's based around the characters, not around the situations. And that that's almost how One Punch feels a lot of the time yeah. and how um, Misfit Misfit feels like it's very much situationally based comedy based around an OP character doing absolutely disgusting things. But well, it's so well timed. It's that not it's even just that it's well timed. It's like part of the context of the joke is that that's normal for them. Exactly. Like, like, that's the part about, I think, that really makes the comedy work at some level is because, like, their existence is mostly result, like, re- revolving around the fact that they are just exactly who they are. No strings intended. Like, attached. Like, they just, like, he's like, oh, well, now I have 100% of my power back. I can just do what I was doing before, except even more ridiculous things. Like... Oh look! I can bring you. I, I I like I can kill you and then bring you back as you. Like cool. And like in the joke in the beginning, you remember? He's like, I can only do it within five seconds. It's the five second rule as an entire joke. And you're like, you're taking that the first time you see that, and you're like, that's ridiculously scary. It's only five seconds. Like, how is he ever gonna like, like whoa, right? And he's like, that was a joke. That landed really well two thousand years ago. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like. That is your definition of a joke? What's a joke to you? Like sending somebody in an opposite dimension, having them live out their entire life, and then coming back as somebody entirely different? Is that a joke? Like, what's a joke now? I mean, yes. Stop. But yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, part part of what makes the comedy funny is that their jokes are so beyond what we would consider jokes because what we consider to be absurd is normal. 
you know uh, you're right they're 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 better than us at comedy i mean honestly i, I mean yes i quit <laughs> oh i mean yeah every most people are i mean yes that's unfortunately the case with my existence but that's All okay right. oh no but i think let's i think to that point though like it really shows something about a writer when they're able to take a character that otherwise you would probably consider really monotonous. Like actually speaking about a, a very monotonous character, and this is this is one of those ways I was going to try and transition into it. We talked a little bit about a recipe in the news. The main character is a garbage can yeah. of a human being, and wait, like, like a literal garbage can? I honestly don't know anymore. No, no, no. They're like actual, like in the most metaphysical sense, they are trash. They are. How do I describe him? He wants to have the harem. That's what he wants. He he knows that he's the protagonist in this school comedy, and he's like, okay, so I'm gonna have a harem. I'm go- I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna figure it out. I know how this works. <laughs> And so in like the first five minutes of the the show, mm-hmm. you get this absolutely beautiful girl, his childhood friend. He is like, he adores her. And she's like, I have something to tell you. Come sit with me on this bench. <laughs> bench Coon will become a recurring what? character. Oh, and I bench love Coon Bench is, Coon. Bench Coon is, the com- is part of the comedic relief. And it's amazing. And she sits him down, and she confesses her love for his best friend. And then asks him to help set her up. Okay. Dude, I love Toradora. Very funny, right? Yep. Got it. And so then, the student council president, who's a year older, the the love of every guy in this school's life, Mm -hmm. pulls, pulls the main character aside. And goes, hey, I need to talk to you. Can you sit on Bench Coon with me? Oh my god. Oh, and the bench. Don't you love how she, in or, like inanimate objects can be better comedy than some characters' existences? Yeah, and she confesses to him about this absolutely incredibly passionate love for his best friend. And yeah. again, asks yeah. him to set her up. So now he has his childhood best friend and the hottest girl in school, both going for his best friend. And now, hearing him in her monologue, he goes, but my harem, <laughs> how did I get here? I'm supposed see, to be the main character. And it's a, beauty, it's a beautiful, like, fourth wall break moment. And then the subversion tactics just keep hitting. And I think the best moment, and as I... Comes with Pansy, and I only remember her because she is the best character in the show right. by a mile. Mm-hmm. She is the ugliest girl in school. She has no friends. She she you know helps take care of the library. She pulls him aside, and they're like in he's in the library because he's like trying to escape from all of the bullshit that's going on, and she sneaks up behind him, sits next to him at a table and like blackmails him into talking to her and you turn you watch him turn around and in the library a bench has arrived 
<laughs> and she's like, come sit with me on this bench. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Well, so I think- No, 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 wait, and it gets better. Oh no. Is it the best friend again? Please tell me it's the best friend again. Just, just, can, just say it, just say no, it. Wait, wait, she confesses. Okay. This beautiful, heartfelt love for him. For him, for the main character. And he okay. is repulsed. Because she's horrible. Like, or that's how he perceives her. That she's this rude and like he, he has no feelings for her. And then his best friend Oh, it's comes the up, best comes up triangle. And, no, no, no. Now, sits him on the same bench that the student council president sat him down on not 15 minutes earlier and confesses that he's in love with Pansy. Yep. And wants him to help our main character wants our main character to help set him up with pansy pansy only wants our main character and these two beautiful girls want the best friend this is a love tornado no 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 no, no, no no it's not a love tornado we have to figure out how to include the bench into this no 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 and the best part about this is, is <laughs> it's just floating around <laughs> have you not seen people. wizard of oz <laughs> oh my god it's hilarious uh, and, I, I explained later, I explained the love funnel to my mom and, and cousin yesterday. Oh hilarious. No. Anyway. Oh no. And I think the best part about it is is there's other characters that later on use the bench coon joke to their advantage to like cause him like physical pain. And uh, so what's this show called again? This is Aresiki, are you the only one that loves I me? Thought it was Okay, I thought that was pronounced differently, but okay. No, it's okay. hilarious. I love it. It's, that sounds I, great. I watched, when it came out, I watched the first episode and was like, all right, this is going to be a, a dumpster fire. And I was like, but I'll give it two more episodes. And if it really hooks me, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing. Yep. It became mm -hmm. the show that I was literally waiting on Crunchy, refreshing for release time because I was really? so excited to watch it. It was so funny. That's good. Um, I so I, I want to make, make this point though that that you can have an inanimate object that is funnier than characters. Oh yeah, no, and the subversion tactic that they hit you with, beautiful. The fourth wall breaks where you watch him inner monologue, and he he basically speaks to you, going like, "What the fuck is happening? Yeah. How did I get here? Who said this was okay? I'm supposed to be the main character. I'm the protagonist. This is a school anime. I'm supposed to have a harem." So I think I think the interesting point is like you also have like character subversion, right? Like Absolutely. again, to, let, let's take this back to Misfit. Anos literally gets the tsundere to confess her love in the first episode. Yeah, exactly. She like that's... He's so strong. So like, but like that's a comedic thing. If you understand anything about anime, like if you're inside the anime, that's kind of just like oh, that's like cute thing. But like if you have any understanding of like anime as a whole, that's what I like. That that's what I'm kind of getting it with this like this fourth wall break idea as well. Is like you're literally breaking the fourth wall by having a point, which is literally like, yep. Soon, soon said she loves him. It's been 15 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like she, she has legitimately only been on screen for a total of like 17 and a half minutes at the point that she does this. It's like that is the fastest <laughs> I have ever seen any Sundere break down and confess ever. It's 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 gold. 
It's it, pure it was gold. hilarious. And it's gold because like you understand the context too. And I think that's again like this this point that we're getting at is like the context of scenes and like you know, like mm-hmm. the, the context of the bench becomes the context of the bench. And you understand that the bench means X, Y, or Z, you know? Well, mm-hmm. Like if you're watching like Kono Super or whatever and you see a big fucking frog, you know that something's about to happen. <laughs> you know someone's and you about just to start get laughing slimy. about the frog. And you just you start know, laughing about the frog. Like, cause yeah, like, and that's, that's the thing is they've set these expectations with characters and objects and animals around that if you see one, you know, it's going off in this weird, weird path. I think you also know it's really well done when like the comedic experience transcends the medium. So like, for example, right? Like if you go to an anime convention and you see somebody wearing anything, you literally just, like, can, if you see somebody wearing a Kono Suba outfit, you can bring up a frog. And, like, everybody will get the reference, and everybody will laugh. Because it, like, transcends... You just need to dress up as the frog and start swallowing people. Don't swallow people. Please don't swallow people. Please, 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 don't tell our listens to swallow people <laughs> as a frog. I just, I just, guys. Paul's going. Hey I mean, guys, I to, I told you to dress up as a giant paper mache frog and swallow people at conventions. Paul is telling you here right now, do not swallow. <laughs> I, I'm, I was gonna like, I w- like if this was, if this oh. wasn't a rare drop production, I would have absolutely just slammed the joke. Uh, uh, I'm not. I refuse to continue on with said joke, mostly because Nate wasn't made my the fault. No, no, that's 100 your fault. That, I don't. No, stop. That wasn't stop. my fault. Stop. You just Paul, did it. You let into the joke. I did um, not. Nate was the one who made the joke about the paper mache frog swallowing people, and, and I said, said not yeah. to swallow. No, I said please don't swallow people, <laughs> which is a true statement. Yeah. But the point is, I, stop. You're still stop. not. Def- <laughs> I can't. I'm trying not to dig the hole any deeper. And this section of the Changing podcast will be conveniently topic. cut so Paul can be right. Changing the topic. But to the point, you can make fourth wall breaks that transcend, like, the experience. For example, Deadpool. I'm trying to think of. Let's, let's, like, let's, let's remove football. a little bit of anime from the conversation, but, like, another example of who does it right Deadpool. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, but that's Deadpool was written from day one to be so, like, he's omniscient enough about his surroundings. Yes, that he knows he's a comic book character, and that someone is reading. Yes, and it's hilarious because it allows for great subversion, gr- amazing comedic timing, and because he's an OP character in a sense, because he can't die, he can regenerate from anything. Mm-hmm. You get to really experience the character in a way that no one else in the universe, like in the Marvel universe, would experience him. Yep. And it allows you to bond with the character better, which is, I think is a, another one of those moments, like going back to the anime, going back to a recipe where you sit there and you watch um, the main character just have that like mental breakdown where like everyone would have that mental breakdown. It's like, if you like even had sort of a crush on your like childhood best friend and they just after like 10 years came up to you and were like, hey, I'm in love with your best friend. Can you help me? Like everyone would lose their mind. Oh, yeah. And try and put on a straight face and agree to help. And that's what he does. 
And it's like, you watch him just inner monologue about it, and you're like, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's very accurate. I would do the same thing. Out of curiosity, do we ever get really any of that with Subaru? I'm trying to think back, because, like, he has a couple moments where he breaks his own fourth wall, like, within context. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get kind of this point later at the end, because he kind of does that he, with a kid in this last the... episode, but, like... He has At moments. At the beginning of every isekai, they kind of do the whole fourth wall break, like, yeah, this is my adventure thing, but beyond that, Subaru doesn't really do anything that I can recall. Okay. Yeah, now like, Fumi has he, a lot more of it in Shield Hero. Yeah. Um, because he's like, he reads the book and it's like, oh, it's an isekai. And then he gets transported and he's like, okay. And then you watch all four of the heroes like make that same fourth wall break joke of like, we're all in an isekai got him and i i actually really like the way that shield hero did that because they were like they were like oh yeah this is stupid this is clearly an isekai it's like yeah this is obviously this video game is like no no it's this movie is no it's this book it's like wait a yeah. second and they all like piece it together and it's like the same fantasy world but in different like alternate dimensions it was a which i thought that was a cool way it was to a do great that. It was, it, but like the, the the point of that comedic relief Mm. at some level, was literally the audience getting this, like, fun moment of, like, uh, they know they're in an isekai. Wait. They're not in the same isekai. Wait. Yeah. Which was, which this was... This isn't even, this isn't even reality. Oh. And then you realize so quickly that Naofumi is playing a very different game than everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that he's and also... Takes- <clears throat> ostracized. <clears throat> And yeah, it only takes the twenty epi- It only takes twenty episodes for the reckoning, but God, it oh, felt, that so, felt good. so good. I just it was oh, one of the most satisfying so, reckonings. So nice, you know. Slut. I think it was just it was it was very it was one of those moments where like even I guess this is an interesting way to take this this topic, which is like, what do you do with comedy that's not inherently comedy, but because of other context that like you've known becomes comedic. Like, for example, right? Like, like on its own, if, like, of course, like, it's written with the fact that there's an isekai genre, like, at play, right? But, like, the comedy of the main character getting ostracized and, like, not being part of that isekai quartet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And getting redeemed back into the isekai quartet, but showing that the other guys who were redeemed into the isekai quartet are, like, not as competent, except... I mean, the, they're all just shitty. The sword and sword bow boys, are. Sword, sword and bow boy are. Sword boy's competent and cool. Bow boy is figuring it out, but is still incompetent. Spear boy is a piece of shit. Spear boy is just dumb. And the comedy of spear, spear boy, boy only thinks with his dick. Uh, more so his yeah. spear. That you're still making a dick joke. Uh, yes, because the other one is so small, it doesn't matter. Ah, that's right. He has to have the huge spear to overcompensate for yes. how tiny his penis exactly. is. Yeah. Because, you know, we obviously know she didn't date him for that because, like, she didn't care and kept lying to him. So, lol. Anyway. But, like, that's comedic in and of itself. The fact yeah. that, like, you notice, like, at the very end, this whole thing, the whole end where, like, now Fumi gets redeemed, you realize that this dude's been played by a girl who doesn't even actually have, like, any sort of actual feelings. She's just a serial liar and just wants power. And she's, like, mm-hmm. like you realize he's been played while he's been playing everybody else, and you're just like, heh, 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 heh. get fucked, nerd. Uh, and it's funny 
because you enjoyed the redemption, less so because it's funny. And I guess that's what I'm making my point about, right? Like, oh, oh yeah, okay. In, there, okay yeah. I, that, I guess that's where I was trying to get to, which is the fact that, like, the comedy is not really the fact that, like, it's comedy. The comedy is the fact that, like, there's an associative element of the story that you think is funny. It's a, it's a build, it's a build up. It's like payback almost. I guess I think, uh, yeah, I just didn't know, like, I didn't want to classify all payback as funny because we know that's not true. You know, no, like, it's, it's, it's absolutely not true. But in the context of this situation, I would absolutely say it is because you're, because it's also like, uh, it's deserved. Yeah. Well, like for example, it's, and it's, it's, when Naofumi comes non terrible up, way. when when Naofumi comes up and announces that they won't be executed, and mm -hmm. is all like, "We're just going to change their names to," you know, like it's so funny, a bitch and something trash. else, like yeah, bitch and trash, right? Like, like it's hilarious, but not because it's like you know, comedic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that. I guess that's where I was trying to go with it because, like, you can have all these kinds of moments where, like, it's comedic, not because it's comedy, but because it's. Well, is, is it is it so much funny, or is it just satisfying? I think it's a little bit satisfying, but you could, like, it ends up being situational situational comedy, and I think that's exactly. how that ends up falling. Is like mm -hmm. it's not funny because like the context of it's funny. The con it's funny because or it's not funny. It's funny because of the context, as opposed to it just being inherently like comedic. Yeah. Um, yeah, which well, definitely like, comes if, from the, the satisfaction that it brings and the joy I that it brings someone to that watch. scene of these two people, they're going to get executed. No, I'm going to rename them trash and bitch. And then them just getting abused and like trash thrown at them. Nobody would laugh at that. Exactly. But if you have 20 episodes of context. A little funnier, especially exactly. and like, well, like, and then even more so when you like realize the uh, the stakes on the other side where the queen was willing to sack, like, put her life up for bargain so that they didn't die. You're like, <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> like, that's heavy, mm -hmm. but it's still contextually funny. Like in the moment, you you find all these associative details later that you're like, that eh, really wasn't a comedic moment at all in any way, shape, or form, you know. But you have that moment. You know. It really wasn't funny when people's lives were hanging in the balance. You know, yeah, exactly. Oof. So it's really, really interesting. Um, but I think I don't know. I just love comedy. I, I just yeah. I think I think prime comedy is still at least an anime that we've seen so far is One Punch Man and and at this moment Anos because like anos mm. is just anos is the chad of all chads whose existence makes everybody else a joke it's great like yeah. even in this latest episode we'll, we'll, we're not going to talk about um misfit this this week in our summer lineup here in a moment but like dude literally shows up at the hero academy and canon source canon sources are all like what do you mean like, I'm super, super strong. I'm a source of one of the original seven heroes. Like, ha, 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 ha. And then Anos is like, you're not real. <laughs> like, backhands him, basically. And he's like, you're, you're not real. Like, sit, sit down. Nah, I'm big, strong. Stop trying to talk to me like this. And then, exactly. And then that's funny. And then you realize why they're split and not the same. And, like, then it's not funny. And so I think that's yeah. another point about comedy, which you can, like, have a, have a longer discussion about, like, is, is at what point do things retain their comedic value? And at what point, like, does the context of everything else that's happening remove comedic value? You know? Because you can have things that are comedic, but, like, the situation is so very serious that it's not funny. 
Like yeah, you know, like like I I think a good example. Tomaki that... earlier. You, you, I, yeah. I wanna, let's talk about that for just a minute, and then we'll do our transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was watching the the Rekia fight, and I was like, "This is sick." And then you watch her just fumble herself out of her clothes yeah. for no fucking reason. Yeah, and you're like, "That would have been funny in the right context," but because. It was in the middle of a very serious fight. It just stripped it of all comedic value. Yeah. And it actually robbed the, the scene itself of a lot of the the seriousness that it had. And Yeah. Well, I mean, so when Shinra and Wrecker are fighting... about her as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love her as a character. But people... people that, 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 uh, People began not liking her because of that scene. Which I understand. But like... I don't know. The rest of her comedy has been great. Like, to be fair, th- the, the comedy, the real comedy, is twofold. The first one's uh, Best Boy Benny. Secondly, it's the second lieutenant. I don't remember his name right now because it's slipping away from me. It's our gun dude from 8. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name right now. I do like Gun Boy. But like, gun Boy is good boy. He's like probably second best comedic relief in that entire show because his entire existence is like so very serious. But at the same time, completely oblivious. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that—that's one of the reasons I love well, him. The opening, so, the opening like, scene, the opening scene of season uh, of season two, where he's like, they mm-hmm. went out and got clothes for him, and he's like wearing this whole bunch of ridiculous getup because like they got it for him, and they were like, no, this will look great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then Obi sits at the front, and he's like, you guys did what? You know he's fashion challenged. Why would you do this? And exactly. as the viewer, like, that's- you're cackling. Yeah, quality comedy, situational comedy yeah. based on the characters. And that's and, definitely important. And earlier in the seasons, like, Tamaki was not that situational comedy. Like, she was being used otherwise. But, like, now we have moments where, like, she's, she's being useful and she has great comedic moments with Ogun in this latest, you know, section of, of season two. And, like, you're having a great relationship that's, like, compounded by, by good bouncing of, of comedic points. Like, for example, we're going to talk about this in a minute. Juggernaut gets a hole through his chest. Little little infernals all like I won, and he's like, whoo! Sticks his arm out of the hole, like wipes up some of the dirt, and is like, "Don't worry, I'm really glad I made this one really big." And you're like, "It's hilarious," but you're very confused for a solid thirty seconds because you were like, you, you went from you know, "Oh my god, he's dead," to he's just a giant walking suit, <laughs> you know, and it's a great comedic moment after that. Because then he freaks out and it, it's it's whole fun, and also mm-hmm. his transition from speaking as fire force cap like fire force member to speaking with his parents and back in that same conversation, and then one time he forgets to change his speak from backcountry when he's talking to the fire force people was hilarious too because the context of his character is that he's like super shy, reserved, and just like Rio has has some really cool powers, and all of a sudden you see him like going back and forth with his parents, it's like stupid funny conversation talking about potatoes <laughs> and then you know he's all of a sudden like super quiet and shy and then he goes back to talking mm-hmm. to the fire force team again except it maintains like the speed and, and comedic points of the the backcountry what mm-hmm. are they aren't they mainland now i don't know what it's called I, I don't know anyway um i i didn't watch this week's episode oh. i'm i'm slacking you're um good. I, I slacked really hard this week hey uh, you're you've been swell though I have been getting 
pretty swole. Getting them muscles. Yeah, my arms are shot. For the listeners, I uh I cranked uh a tri- a bicep and back workout this morning, and I have triceps and chest to do tonight. So I'm not gonna be able to move my arms like. At so all. what what we're saying is our comedic relief tomorrow is going to be the fact that Tim is going to be trying to play video games with his arms locked at 45 degrees. So it'll be a hilarious time. Yes. I think with Which that... Which is really funny, especially because Minecraft only has 90 degree angles in it, so he's going to have a rough time. <laughs> yeah, it'll be... It'll hurt. Um, guys, thanks for listening to this first half. We'll be back in just a oh, moment. Before we go... Oh. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. King's Coast... Uh, oh, is doing yeah. a BOGO on their Nitro Cold Brew to end the summer. And if you have not picked it up yet, please do. One, you're, you're dumb, because that shit slaps. Two, this is the best opportunity to get it. It's buy one, get one 50% off. And the other thing is, please check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash studio blank. Um, we've been talking quickly about Minecraft. Um, we... we I think Nate updated the Patreon last night while we were playing. I did. I updated two of the tiers, so now every tier gets access to the Minecraft server. So, yes, all of that information is in the Studio Blank Discord uh, that you get access to as a patron. Um, and it's the, the server is home to guests and friends of the podcast and other patrons, and you're more than welcome to come play with us. It's running almost 24-7. Um, and if it's not, feel free to ping myself or Nate in the Discord, and we will yep. turn it back on because, you know, there's occasionally server outages. It's something that happens. Hey, quick update. I just checked. Server's still running. Good to Look go. At that. Guys, <laughs> like we said, please join us on Patreon. And if you enjoy your Minecraft days, we got a whole server running for you. In the meantime, check out our ad from King's Coast and pick up some of that Nitro Cold Brew while you can. Hey everyone, this is Wayne from Kings Coast Coffee, and I just want to let you know about our new seasonal selection, the Summer Swells. This natural processed light roast from Zambia is out of this world. Boasting notes of grape, vine-ripened strawberry, and fresh watermelon, it's excellent in a pour-over, and even better as a home cold brew. It's the perfect roast for those warm summer mornings or an afternoon in the shade. This roast is only here for the summer, so head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and grab yours today. And while you're there, make sure to grab some of the Nitro Cold Brew if available for the perfect summertime pairing. Guys, welcome back to episode 10. Dabisode 10? Dabisode 10. Oh, Lord. Okay, so the joke on that, guys, for those of you that are not subscribed to the Patreon. No, no, no. If they want to know the joke, they'll subscribe to the Patreon. I was going to go, uh, you can go to the Patreon and you can find out the context of that joke. Okay, but thank good. you for robbing me of the, the line that I was going to make. Um, Sorry, I was worried. I was scared. <laughs> I was not going to, to rob the, the patrons of their content that they pay for good it's good. true they do pay for it guys we're gonna jump into our center lineup it's gonna be relatively short here because uh we are recording this on a little bit of a compressed schedule and uh we do have school and doctor's appointments yeah and uh, work Whew. tim tim needs to go to class to become a doctor i have a doctor's appointment coincidentally in the same room 
Um, I think that's a mistake. Hundred uh, percent but... mistake, guys. We're gonna talk. So Tim hasn't seen Fire Force this week. The joke is that I'm not already in class. Like I have the Zoom meeting up right here, and I'm watching <laughs> the lecture. Comfy, have you seen this week's Fire Force episode? I'm not. No, I'm not watching oh, that's Fire right. Force. So I'm the only one who's seen it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if, if you want to talk about it, talk about it. I like. I have read this part. Oh, okay. So we're gonna talk about the fact that Arthur can read Pi, and apparently Pi is an actual language. <laughs> yeah, supposedly <laughs> Pi is an actual language in 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 the world of. Uh, are you uh, talking like three point one four? Are you talking three point one four one nine 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 three eight one five nine one five? I don't remember what the rest of the digits are. It goes on forever. Four one five nine. Oh fuck! I can never remember. There's like a six in there, and then a two, like two letters, 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 numbers, numbers later. Yep, pies. Uh, off the top of my uh, memory, it's three point one four one five nine two six five three five nine. Don't lie. That's all, that's definitely don't off lie. the top of my memory, don't, and don't not lie. a calculator that you can see in my glasses because I'm don't, angling it. Don't don't lie to the listeners. You can lie to the Patreon people because they can see it, but you can't lie to the listeners. I can lie to the listeners. They're not paying for my truth. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I don't. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> anyway, guys. So if you haven't watched the last couple weeks of Fire Force, um, we finally made it to the mainland. There's a bunch of potato jokes. There's a bunch of talking animals, and uh, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Nick, like, and we have some we have some really cool stuff in store that's coming up that I don't want to talk about just yet. Um, but well, so for example, we learned that spicy. The, we we learned that um, Amaterasu is not the only one. There's another Amaterasu on, on this continent, except for Amaterasu-ish the fact... Amaterasu-ish thing. Well, it doesn't hurt that the Automata... Uh, oh, good lord, you just messed me up because I was saying Automata. it right. See? See? Amaterasu. Ama- Amaterasu. Amaterasu. Good lord. Amaterasu, yeah. Um, is actually powered by somebody with an burst, which is, like, huge reveal. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> like, it's almost like I said five episodes of the podcast ago that we have seen more of the we've seen more of the Adela Burst users than you think well so it's really interesting to me at this point because it seems like whoever is in control of Amaterasu controls what it does and since mm-hmm. our lady in black is there to give life to the forest it's giving life to the forest but to the other ones who it's industrial it's just power to so to another like we're getting this really interesting composition and exposition about like the purpose of them except for the fact that it's like perfectly done in pie and outer circles to give a maximum amount of power to adult burst users it's a really interesting setup and so you learn a whole bunch of cool things ogen is being a badass ogen ogen is like a monster the dude like so i know we talked about this on episode five if you haven't heard our whole episode five discussion about cultural representation in anime and white matters go back and listen to that um with our good friend wreck it's a really fucking good episode it was our first mm-hmm. guest episode and if you haven't listened to it one you're a jackass because it's yeah. like it, it's, it's really such good. a good episode it's such a but good episode. So, so the point about that was interesting is that like we haven't really seen any really strong non-japanese characters in fire force up until this point and all of a sudden ogan shows up and it's like by the way i'm like as strong as captain burns sup and you're like wait what oh wait let me throw fire javelins too it's dope oh let me ride a skateboard that's made out of controlling fire javelins like it's just 
he's just such an interestingly cool character and you're going to see him show off you're going to see tamaki do some stuff juggernaut's doing cool things shinra is trying to figure out how to use an adela burst without like linking to another adela user but figuring out that he can't link with somebody who doesn't have enough power to link with him and that's just an interesting concept too that like adela burst links have to be done with an appropriate like level of power um and it's really really just an interesting back and forth setup um and so this this season's really just getting started in all reality like it we're on fire and it's totally worth it um so i think this is a 24 episode season but i'm not sure i believe it is i'm gonna go google that because i don't know off the top of my head and i don't want to lie to our listeners because this is not me this is me not lying to the listeners or the the podcast uh i am 24 episode season Sick. Uh, we're we're only getting started then, so it's gonna be a good time. I'm I'm like I'm like I don't know Fire Force, so I'm participating in the conversation by playing Google Foo. I love the. I mean, like you should probably catch up on Fire Force. Anyway, it's doing real good. But I, I know you don't like Fire. Don't give I, me that look. No, I just I don't really like Fire Force. Uh, it's not my thing. Very sad. Very, I tried. Very sad. You know what is your thing, though? You know what is your thing, though? Rent-a-girlfriend. Oh, man. You know me. I sure do love episodes of anime where all we do is creepily stalk around a girl that I'm mildly into because I'm suspicious that she might have a boyfriend and that that boyfriend might be selling her to, like, a strip club or something, I guess. I mean, that's not really what happened. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is, but it's not. But it is. It literally is. That is literally exactly what happened. I'm just trying to give him a little bit of credit. (laughs) More happened than that. No, he was a gremlin in this episode, okay? You're not wrong. Absolutely. To be absolute, fair, absolute. part of it is because he cares for her, though. So, like, you can... No, it doesn't change I, the fact I that he's a stalking that. little bitch. I do. Though. He's 100% a stalking do. little bitch. Yeah, hey, listen. Okay, stalking? it's okay Chizuru's, to care about was really nice. Like, real, real nice. Like, mm-hmm. she was, like, so gracious. She was like, I get it. Here's your damn gift. <laughs> not it's a Christmas. gift or anything, though. <laughs> it's not like I'm a rental Baca. girlfriend or anything. Baka. <laughs> <laughs> I got just, you. I got you a gift. Uh, I, I got, got you, you this. I got you a really nice gift that I consulted with many people on to make sure it was a nice gift for you because I'll I really be didn't real. want you to be disappointed. I'll be real. Like if somebody like went out of their way and was like, "All right, I consulted with five people and I got you this gift. Here's a phone case." <laughs> I like context. I get it. It totally fits. It fits for them. I was expecting something a little more meaningful. <laughs> Well, I was hoping for something a little more no, meaningful. No, see, see, like, I knew it wasn't going to be, only because, like, the context of it is she's trying to be like, look, I know I'm a rental girlfriend, but I also don't want to show you I care too much because I'm still only a rental girlfriend. And, yeah, like, no. it's this, like, it's the, it's the random the rental girlfriend that wants to so be the much. actual girlfriend. She cared so much, she consulted in her male friend to buy a good gift. That's that's the real question. How much of a brick wall is Umi that he's just sitting there? He's like, you know what? When I was a child, I sat there under the Christmas tree and I said, Mommy, Daddy, did I get a phone case this year? And they said, no, Umi, you don't have a phone. And so I cried myself to sleep. 
<laughs> like there's there's the social clip. Yep. Timestamp it. 106. Father, right. father, my technological device for communication requires a sock. I just, you know, it requires a sock. No, it's it's a phone Ooh, sock. It's a phone sock, Tim. It's a phone sock. <laughs> oh, cool. So Paul can call me out for phone sock, but I can't call him out for don't swallow. Thanks, chat. That's not what I was thinking. There's a different reference in there. I'll tell you later. I don't even know what you're thinking. You're just like weed going, hacker, though. Vern. It's a weed hacker. <laughs> okay. Now you know the context from over I've... the hedge. Oh. It's a phone Remember sock. Over the Hedge? A yes. movie that was played once in every theater ever, every kid saw once, and then it disappeared. Seems about right. <laughs> uh, uh, this is, and now everyone, everyone that has seen that movie knows what we're talking about now. <laughs> I, I literally. Remember that one where they just robbed a grocery store? <laughs> because... Wow, animals are great. This is the I new anime podcast. We're gonna have a DreamWorks episode, alright? We're just gonna talk about Shrek for two hours. <laughs> you guys can talk about Shrek. I'll skip that episode. I, I'm, no, not we'll talk about I'm not donkey. talking I'm not talking donkey. about Shrek or Donkey for Dude, we can talk about it if Shrek is an anime, then technically All Star is an anime opening. I'm, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. I have clocked out. I am I am I'm emotionally done. clocked out I'm of this done. episode. I'm leaving. I'm stopping my recording. You guys can have the rest of the podcast without me. <laughs> what? We just had a great social clip. Is that the Patreon social clip? Uh, All stars and anime opening, guys. Good job. Oh, this is getting tweeted. I'm doing it right now. There's no no from the podcast from the podcast account. Uh, no, only only from the Studio Blank account. You don't get to make content out I of me. I get to make content whenever I want. Just cool, like I'm going to tweet Paul said don't swallow. <laughs> no context. I feel like All that's right. exactly what best friends do though. Shit. Shit. <laughs> so, guys, like no, this episode seriously was really good. I just like I'm really amused that Cheezer is like sitting here being like I want to be a real girlfriend when she was literally like Go be someone. <laughs> go, go, go let her be your girlfriend. Like, make up your mind! Okay. So, like, like both on of the them. Topic of, both of them of, need to of make up Chizuru their mind. being best girl. Uh, Rent a girlfriend just tweeted like two hours ago. Uh, this is the whole tweet. Would you go on a date with Chizuru? Pre orders close 10 10 5. And it's. Wait, you can pre order a date? Uh, you can pre order an absolutely gorgeous figure of her. At one seventh scale for only two hundred and twenty eight dollars, so I'm hearing four interest free payments of fifty seven dollars with Sezzle. You know? How much would it cost to rent this figure? <laughs> can, we her on, can, we, can we put her on, on retainer? <laughs> can we put her on retainer, please? Just can for the we, podcast, is, is just, so like have it, wait, wait, like, just so I can have it like right here for the podcast every single week. No, no, no. Wait, hear me. And out, then we return it every week, and then it gets shipped back. No, no, no. We'll each rent the same one, and it'll be like an elf on the shelf, but for the podcast Patreon listeners, <laughs> Cheezeru on the deskaroo. <laughs> uh, 
I'll just I'll just tape the figure to my mic arm. <laughs> no, see, because what I imagined when Paul pointed back like this is he just has like two pieces of scotch tape holding her up against the wall. Like, no, oh, I so have, I have all like, these It reminds me too much Paul, of an episode of Criminal Minds. Paul, Paul likes to tape girls to the wall. You know what Paul's into? You can't for see the, the look the, I'm giving them. I was oh, I say, for the audio the listeners, look. I'm I'm getting the dirtiest look I think I've ever gotten from Paul. Yeah, but it's not like a As dirty. I hate you. It's dirty like uwu. Don't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Moving onward to best girls, I'm gonna get flack for this one. <clears throat> Echidna's no, I will best support girl. you on this. Echidna's best girl. I don't care what anybody else says. Echidna is officially ReZero's best girl. Echidna is ReZero's best girl. If you have not watched this week's episode, go watch this week's episode. You will, like, don't get me wrong. Rem is great. Rem is, like, top three best girls of all time, period. Echidna just became best girl. Well, here's the thing. I think that Echidna's only best girl right now because Rem has currently been literally just in stasis. No. So. I don't know. Rem gives Subaru unconditional love, but can't Echidna, help. Echidna can't not only understands that he needs. Echidna not only oh, understands. Yeah, you're right. She you're reciprocates. Right. She gives head pets. She cuddles. She knows exactly what's going on and all the things around it. And I, is also a witch that also resonates with his lust. Uh, his his uh, witch power of lust. Like we're good no, to no, go. He has, the, he has the witch factor of sloth. I, sloth. That's what I meant. I did like that uh, the moment that he was able to say that he comes back to life, he just said it like 20,000 times. He was like, I just need to get all of this out of my system. Yeah, and he, he had this like huge mental break. And all she did yeah. was she sat there and she walked up and she goes, I know, I understand, it's okay. And she I've just been gives watching him a hug. you. Not even that, I've been watching the entire time. Let me let you know that I know. And gives him this hug. I know everything you've dealt with. And he and literally is like, cry, and you're like, ah. ReZero has never made me like almost tear up. I actually started to cry watching that because I like reading that was one thing, but actually seeing it, it was like, holy shit. Side note from what I've been told, Echidna just keeps getting better. Oh, no, and, she does. She absolutely dude, does. Dude, in the first like episode that she showed up in, or sorry, the second episode that she showed up in, she was in like a schoolgirl's outfit. Like, yep. We she don't exists for people to like her. Yes, she's and absolutely wonderful. She's a she's a great character. I did also love that she got super flustered when Subaru was like, "I just want to remember you." <laughs> yeah, that was the moment. It's like she you had can that, see the like, reciprocation moment of like. Well, so like it's really funny moment of like, I don't like you. I'm just here. And then he did that, and she was like. Okay. <laughs> she did the she did the little finger tap thing. So so I think that's one of the, the interesting points about her character is like she's been trying very hard to like make sure that Subaru as a character knows that she's like beyond his comprehension. Right? But at the same time, she's also very like into this point of like but I care, so let me show you that I care in all of these, like, weird little ways 
like mm-hmm. making sure that he saw his parents again, making sure that like she was there well, when he needed to talk, like all of these little things, like the fact that she's like, I really don't invite people here more than once. <laughs> You've got a second chance. I, How you doing, I like the I like the way the Subaru connected the dots for when he got called up there, though, because she was like, it's been a while. And he's like. It's been five minutes. <laughs> what do you wait a second? Mm-hmm. Like because she's extra dimensional, like yes. th- 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 at this point, we can kind of just say she's she's like extra dimensional. So she I mean, can she's, see she's in the literally dimension. dead. She's also dead but not yeah but here's the thing is do dead people have a three-dimensional concept of the world or do they have a four-dimensional concept of the world don't she get appears to have a four yeah. she appears to have a four-dimensional concept very because true. she can see through yeah. the different timelines so it's just it's one of these beautiful moments where like you have a character and this is and it like really highlights subaru's character as well like and so like you you remember how like you're going through this whole first season you're like he's just a whiny baby like he's just going through all these things and he doesn't really do anything to get better and like all these points and then you come to the season two and you realize like a lot of this is just the fact that he is so under so much pressure every single time he does anything that like he's never had a moment of peace like ever it's always perpetually been one like train wreck into another train wreck into i have to save the people i care about perpetually forever and Echidna goes, I know, yeah. like, I haven't been able to help you until now. Like, like he, he had no relief. Imagine waking up, like, getting murdered, waking up on a previous day, and then potentially having to watch your loved ones die over again. and over again until you can get it right. Well, so this is the other thing that was, like, really interesting. There's a couple times in season two here so far, I think. And like definitely some in season one where like you see him reset. But there's a very clear indication that this is not the first time he's reset that, you know, like, yeah, you can see the fact that he's like very emotionally broken having to come back to this point. He's like, numb. like, and it's one of those moments that we had in um, Edge of Tomorrow or Lived, I repeat, whichever version of the title you had. Right. Which is all you literally, need is kill. Oh, all, there's three titles. I forgot about that. You have this moment where like his character starts making coffee and goes and gets the keys and like does this, you know, specific thing. And she's like, how many times have we been here? Because like otherwise, like, like, and then he's like, look, I've tried this this many times. I've tried it this many different ways. No matter what happens, you die. So I hid the keys so you don't fly off. So you don't die because I just can't handle that. You know? And you have that same moment with Subaru a couple times where you're just like, he's like, I've tried fucking everything. I've tried this thing. I've tried this thing. I've tried this thing. I've tried this thing. Like, I just die. I die. You die. We all die. And I can't do anything to stop it. And I can't figure out how to stop it. And the amount of emotional and psychological terror and just. Oh, that death was gruesome. The, The bunnies. The bunnies? Oh my god. Oh, that, I dude, okay, it's that even entire worse reading was my eyes. That entire bit was terrifying. I skipped over because it. Guys, the if, idea if you have not seen the episode up, if you haven't seen the episode yet, I apologize for the spoilers that we've already given. Please skip over the rabbits. Don't skip it. No, skip the it's rabbits. It's terrifying, it's gruesome, it's dark. You don't need this. But video. it's like it But I think it, it also gives shows, if you can like, stomach it. If you can stomach it, do it. 
It shows Do not a feel worst bad. case scenario possibility. Like, yeah. like just just don't feel bad about skipping or closing your eyes or, or whatever you need to do to like because that it is not the prettiest. You should so. never feel bad about that. Yeah, like it's genuinely like kind of unsettling. I I can watch horror movies and like I can watch like the most gruesome of horror movie deaths. That scene was sickening to me. Like, yeah. it genuinely was unsettling and caused me, like, distress, which yeah. it was supposed to. It was supposed to instill this moment, and when you watch him return by death to the same graveyard that he's been God knows how many times, this but we've seen season. at least on screen five at this point, and you see him just having a mental break. Of, like, proportions that Subaru has never had. Yeah. It makes complete sense. And then again, he's like, best girl's it. I'll be real. After that, after that death, yeah, I'd be shaken up too. Especially because of the possibility that he wasn't coming back. Yeah, like, he's got to assume every time he dies that he might not come back. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, he might not go back to the right time. Yeah, yeah. Because even if it's a solid, like I'm, I'm going back to some point, and that one time had passed yeah. ten months at least, like the way it seemed, because yep. it was, it was snow. Yeah, it's just, like, it like, is that, a very. Whew. I gasped when he walked outside, like audibly. It. I'm loving this season. The season is getting very real, very quickly again. Like, yeah, I'm, enjo- I'm actually enjoying it. Yes. I was bitching a lot about ReZero before season two started. I'm really enjoying season two. Yep. And uh, I can understand anyone that came into season two with tempered expectations that it was probably going to be shit and it was going to be about as enjoyable as season one was. But yeah, no, season two. Season is... season two. So the way I'm the way I'm looking at it right now really is like I'm I'm like season one feels like a Tower of God season one. Season yeah, one feels like just, this little mini prologue, setup. like fun setup prologue that was not supposed to necessarily be like hard hitting or super enjoyable. It was like, let's just introduce you and set you up properly, you know, and now mm-hmm. we have this moment of like, whoo, and we've seen Subaru like entirely change as a character as a result of all these things, too. It's just been really enjoyable. So <sighs> it's a really good, really good time to be an mm-hmm. anime fan. Really good. The time last to be two an anime years fan. have been absolutely fantastic on the seasonal front. Yeah, where like every like you're constantly getting new hits, and like like shows that are just so enjoyable. Like it's it's genuinely been a very good two years. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. No, everything on the horizon looks incredible. Guys, real quick point for news, just because I really like. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch the No Bless trailer to give you an idea of like what's coming like we're we're yeah, getting we, some we talked about it last stuff. week we're going to talk about it again this week please go watch that it's gonna like it looks really really good i'm i'm just happy that we have a seasonal format that's allowing us to like really enjoy things progressively instead of having to try and do these one-off whole runs you know it's definitely mm-hmm. definitely really well done so guys it's time for your favorite part of the entire episode i don't like it when you started off like that it stresses me out <laughs> okay so we're just i can't believe it's it a then. light novel title 
Kamido Kagurazaka is an ordinary high school student. One day, ordinary. he is forcefully enrolled in an all-girls school, Saikane, where its noble female students are cut off from the rest of the world to preserve their innocence. Okay. However, this deep isolation leaves a large number of the school graduates unable to cope with the outside world. To deal with this problem, the school has decided to kidnap a male commoner, hoping that his, quote, common man's, end quote, influence will be a gentle way to to introduce the girls to the realities of life outside. Unfortunately for Kimito, the school only considered him a candidate for this project because they thought he was a homosexual with a muscle fetish. Therefore, the school concluded that Kimito is no threat to the innocent girl's chastity. Once he learns that he will face either castration or exile, should this be proven otherwise, he has no choice but to cooperate. Soon after... Uh, da, da. And that's your plot for Showman Sample. I was abducted by an elite all-girls school as a sample commoner. Alrighty. That's I don't know a, what to think. That one yeah. just got weird. Yeah, I I kind of that one had me in the first half, but um, it did not get me in the second weird. half. Yeah, that that kind of spiraled very badly. It was a really long description. Did it keep going? Yeah. It did keep going. Didn't you hear the blah blah blah? I know. <laughs> We're I just, to the title. It like it like kept going, but it started getting like granular. Oh. So, like, it didn't provide anything else. It was like, yeah, then he met a girl. I was like, okay, yeah. <coughs> wow, he goes wow, to look, an all-girls school. He goes to an all-girls school. Met, met the girl. Which met girl? Met a girl. Which one? All-girls. This girl? That girl? Bad girl? The girl. The girl? Of his dreams. His e- Apparently he, not. He found an e-girl online. I want you to, uh, the, the place that I fans. usually read the descriptions from didn't have the full description because it got cut off because it was too many characters. Wow. So... Dang. Oof. Yeah. I'm never going to read that. I'll be honest. I get weirded out by some of the titles that I read here. Okay, read two more. Just for fun. Just titles. Read read two more. Okay. Just because so now, now we're interested. Spider. So I'm a spider. So what? That's it. That's being turned into an anime, actually. Yeah, I Wait. saw that. Wait, I just... so I'm a spider. So what? Yeah, yeah. that's the whole title. The well, other that one, one that I saw that got me confused was Mixed Bathing in Another Dimension. I've seen that title before, and I was just very confused. Guys, if you want to suggest light novel titles for the podcast... Please send comfy light novel titles. Please that send way he doesn't have to stress novel. about it. You can send them to, uh, to his Twitter. Comfy, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh... Twitter at Comfamous. You can also yell at me in my Twitch chat or Facebook chat when I'm streaming at twitch.tv slash Comfamous or fb.gg slash Comfamous. Tim? And Tim. Oh, no. Nate, you had something more to say? No, he was pointing at me. I just made it point oh, at you. Okay. Um, I'm pointing you guys at can find him. me uh, on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash syndicsatrix and you can find me on Twitch Probably streaming my coding homework on at twitch.tv slash syndixatrix, S-Y-N-D-A-X-A-T-R-I-X, or you can find me tweeting absolutely out-of-pocket shit on the Studio Blank Twitter at Studio Blank, uh, at Studio Blank Pod, um, and if you subscribe to the Patreon, 
those Patreon posts are also out of pocket and coming right off off the top from me. Um, Mostly because he's our meme lord and we love him. That's, that's I, what I'm. Gonna, I was going to make a con- post to the Patreon last night at three in the morning, guys. And I might love Mondays. I underscore love Mondays. Uh, M U N D A Y S. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Twitch at just twitch.tv forward slash I love Mondays whenever I have time to stream when I'm not working. So love you guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks for coming all the way to episode 10. I genuinely, wild. when we started this project, did not think we would ever get this far. So the love and support that you guys have given to this blew my mind every single week. I'm fucking floored. Um, Thank you. We love you from the bottom of our hearts. And we'll see you again next week for episode 11. Take Bye. care. Bye.